Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read and Weep, a podcast about movies and friendship. This is season five, Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse, and we are just four rich people who are together in Paris at last, and we are playing a very long movie-watching game. I am your host, Alex Falcone, recording, as always, in beautiful, sunny North Koreatown, Los Angeles. I am joined, as always, by my comrade at Anthony Lopez, part two on Twitter. He is in Southeast Portland, and like every lonely girl, he hopes he's a princess. It's Anthony Lopez. (laughs) Alex, i just like to officially announce between this... And Battleship Potankin. We're basically a Russian history podcast. I know. We, it's, right? it's, it's really the interesting to get these together. Couldn't be better. <laughs> Two basically documentaries uh, yeah. showing exactly how things happen. I gotta say, I came well, into this and knowing very little about Russian history, and I left it with a very strong idea of what happened during the Bolshevik Re- Revolution, right? I think I know wow. it now. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, between the two films, you basically get the entire story. Right? <laughs> what else you need to know? The you know? same coin. Right? It used to be beautiful. That's what I know. Also joining us, he's the co-host of Old Gamers Almanac, a podcast about uh, old video games. He's from the woods of Brooklyn, and he's almost as stubborn as you are. It's Hunter Donaldson. Ah, uh, uh, I want to be the old nasty man. That's the only one I like. <laughs> oh well, that, <laughs> uh, well, too bad. That's Ezra. All right. Joining <laughs> us in Northern California, his lips just fell off. It's Ezra Fox. Um, not exact. Definitely the catchiest song in the movie. Not necessarily like. Yeah. I mean, it's not all time great, but still not mm-hmm. a bad villain song. No top top mm-hmm. villain song for sure. For the for the best non Disney villain songs, this is easily top five. Yeah, definitely is that like a- the best. <laughs> Singer doing an impression. List, Alex, did you give us that the only other one I know? Like- there's um, the song from uh, Fern Gully. There's a song that's like a pro oil song, and it's done by uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, f- uh, okay, I know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a guy we all love. Uh, it's called Toxic Love, and uh, it is by Tim Curry. Tim Curry. And it oh, rules. Yeah, and it's good, so good. Yeah. And if the point totally of that it. movie was that you don't like oil, you can't make it Tim Curry. Because I love the when he's singing about oil, I'm yeah. like, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh. I want right. some That's toxic love. Right there. So yeah, Tim thank Curry's you to, too likable. Thanks to Watch Mojo for giving me like this list of the non-Disney, top ten non-Disney uh villain songs. Um, yeah, I'm, I've been meaning to make a TikTok about this because I have these two and I need a third to round it out. So what else is on the You're list? a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Is not, oh, I did not realize we count. Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah. So the, the, and those are the top three that in the dark. I mean, of the night, that's not really a villain yeah. song. That is an, a narrator talking shit about you. That's true. Like that is a little minutes. bit. Yeah, it's not a villain saying really his hopes and aspirations. That's a good point. Um, okay. That's a villain also roast have song. South Park's "I Can Change," which was Saddam Hussein's song. In, oh, um, that's pretty funny. That's all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do like the guy doing the Christopher Lloyd sounding voice, which is something I think the other actors <laughs> in this movie don't really try to do. The sort of John Cusack singing voice or the mm-hmm. Meg Ryan singing voice. Yeah, right. You know, all the spoken roles and singing are done by different actors in this. Mm-hmm. But the the one doing the Christopher Lloyd. Really sounds like Christopher Lloyd singing. Uh, it, like he's a better singer than Christopher Lloyd probably is. Yeah, but it yeah. really does capture. Um, like I feel the, like the rest of the songs Lloyd are so so lackluster movie. that it's easy to make this one the best one. 
Mm-hmm. See, I just you keep saying that this movie's got some pretty good musical numbers and it? It, some oh, really and great wait, melodies. Wait. The, yeah. Sorry, the Rasputin singing voice is Jim Cummings, who is like a very talented voice actor. Is like that's yeah, like yeah. that's the voice of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, the that was Winnie the Pooh singing that right song. There. Now I like it even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, also, you know, my viewing of this movie was a little bit probably different than all of yours like do you know when which was Disney the releases... rush is holding onto your passport and if you don't say that you love this movie uh, you won't be able to go yeah. home no it's uh you know when disney does those like um they re-release a movie but in like a sing-along version oh yeah, yeah. So everyone mm. can go to the theater and sing along with their like frozen or whatever yep that's yep. what i had but with an audience of just my wife and i as she sung every line in this movie, oh my gosh, wow. almost simultaneously this, with it. Wow, this, um, that's an impressive memory. She this, really likes this movie. Yeah, this movie hits for some people, I think, very strongly. Like, not me, but yeah, not me. <laughs> it does seem like it, but someone, not me for sure. I wish we had someone. Or Anthony, do you feel like you can represent that opinion well? Because I also feel similar to these other two people that are on this show you know and uh i just would hate if the podcast was just like three people being like yeah it's fine whatever and then no i mean why I, would you I, hate that i'd be I, fine with that i have not well, seen you know this for movie, all the anastasia you know. fanatics out there yeah the like, anastasiacs yeah yeah the, uh, anastasias? i i um yeah i definitely enjoyed this movie I'm, i like don bluth's style i like the way he makes movies i think this movie is like an incredibly lavish production. The animation's pretty incredible. The mm. editing is, I think, phenomenal in this movie. It is edited like a live-action musical, like most Don Bluth's mm. movies, not like an animated mm. musical. Like the amount of cuts and really interesting compositions for things that just last a few seconds that are entirely new backgrounds, entirely new animations. It's, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think this movie, this movie was pretty damn good. Um, so you know, yeah, I can. I think I can represent that. All right. Well, let's hang on to that because we need to have somebody having it, like some opinion like that. Um, all right. Let me just say before we start the show that uh, I'd like to thank all of our fabulous meat buddies, but I especially want to thank Ryan and Justin. More on that later. If you'd like to join them and keep the show limping down the tracks, you can go to Metreon.com. And thanks to everybody who supports the show. All right, it's time for segment one: the news. Um, bunch of stuff in the news we got to get get to, uh, but let's start out with a very quick uh, check in. Ezra, what's going on in donut news? Elon Musk bought Krispy Kreme. <laughs> He's taking over the newsletter. He he got tired of them making fun of his hair plugs and his taste in donuts, and now he's fucking it all up. There's gonna uh, be triple verification. It's so what? Um, cream in the middle. It's eight dollars a month. Blue yeah, cream. the good news is comedy yeah. is legal on Krispy Kreme again, <laughs> unless it's making fun of him, and then it's really not legal and not cool. Okay. Um, so, anything else besides you, the Elon Musk yeah, takeover? So there's a thing called Thanksgiving, which is coming that celebrates mm-hmm. pies, and we get mini versions of them in donut form, oh, which is pecan, lovely. mini Dutch apple pie, mini pumpkin pie, mini lemon cream cr- with like trademark pie. Um, and also, no, oh, they spelled sling- cream wrong. I get it. Okay. Yeah, there's something called Election <laughs> Day uh, yesterday. Oh. And, uh, you get a free. Okay, so there's a thing- all who celebrate. There's a thing called Election Day. It's a thing that people forget. So that we had a Swedish reminder to vote today. Um, mm. And you, um, yeah, it was free. You get a free original glazed donut. Um, so, well, I'm happy Election Day to everybody. I hope you enjoyed your donuts. And remember to uh, vote. Hope it was a good one to everybody. 
Um, a couple of things in the news. Uh, first of all, it was a lot of personal news today. Um, it, it wasn't like a red jelly wave. <laughs> there wasn't. Yeah, today wasn't. You no, squeezed was, the red jelly donut, and just a squirt, little squirt of red came out. They, they, as much as you expected. No, it was. They did not take sides in this one. This is just straight, straight glaze, like a la, a la, um, uh, Day of the Dead. We are not. We're not. We're not doing Wait. anything extra on this. This is just the basics. Fucking donut centrist, man. Get it. It's a hole in the center. But you got to stick aside, right? Stick aside. Yeah. It's a polarized world out there. Yeah. Come on, Crispy. Okay. So uh, other news, um, I want to tell you a quick about a video that I made. So I, I mentioned that fake, or the, sorry, I mentioned the uh, uh, villain songs video that I was singing of. The, uh, one of the series I have on TikTok is about fake bands, which you guys may recall we talked about a lot mm-hmm. about this back in the, when we talked about the O'Neaters. Um, from that thing you do, um, and I—that is the joke um, that you like the most that no one else likes it at all. I think in your TikTok well, comment section, it's, I made the point, video it's just not even a, a joke. It's not even a joke to me anymore. I just hear that that's the name. When like, they I, I <laughs> when made the first video that's about it, there were like I said O'Neaters, and everyone was like, "Isn't it O'Netters?" Which is like playing along with the joke. But when uh, I casually mentioned them in a video about the a goofy movie, everyone was like, "No, it's Wonders. It's it's like Wonders." <laughs> But the word one, it's spelled like a one hit wonder. Like they're explaining right. the joke to me. It's very strange. Anyway, so uh, I did a second video about that, about how much I like uh, Powerline from a Goofy movie, which we've talked about on the show, too. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I had been recently I'd become obsessed with the idea of seeing like a bunch of my a bunch of fake bands together. That was something that I would like to enjoy. And I can't I, I want to see a fake band music festival. And I've been imagining this fake band music festival headlined by Powerline and the Oneaters for a while now. And uh, I decided to like design merch for this festival that doesn't exist. It's called Focella obviously that's what it would of be course. called and uh so i designed a focella t-shirt and poster and uh both of those are available on my website now if you would like well i bought them for me i made them for me but they are also available on uh, if you want to have one as well i should have had one right now but i forgot to so if you're watching on youtube it will not help but um i'll put that in the show notes as well as you can go to alex falcone you can go to merch.alexfalcone.ninja if you want your own focella poster it's just look through there, see if your favorite uh, fake bands are on it this year. And if not, you can let me know. Maybe they'll get into the festival in 2023. Yeah, there we go. For mm, a lot of rumors yeah. about the lineup next year. So uh, I, I can't wait until, I guess, 2024 when all the fake companies take it over and it just becomes all about marketing. It's going to be about fake corporate. Yeah, yeah it's definitely yeah. going to become yeah. very, very into that. I like Focella was cool before Acme started selling $12 <laughs> water bottles. It really... Really they should be sponsored by all the fake companies. That's so funny. <laughs> um, another one of the most requested bands that I was surprised by is another one we talked about on the show, which is the band from um, Emmett Otter's Jug Band. That weird oh, kind yeah. of Christmas movie we want. Wasn't that a bizarre? I didn't. Anyway, everybody really wants to see life. that band. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, who doesn't love a Jug Band? Yeah, <laughs> it's not my top three um, things that work in the kitchen that are also bands, but it. it wow. Yeah, I'm a washboard guy. Right? Yeah, I'm really a washboard, yeah, washboard guy. Should, yeah. Um, okay. yeah, I'm a big fan of spoons. Like, just the idea of playing spoons. Oh, is, I love is someone really who plays cool spoons. Yeah. Just neat. You can, do a, you can play them on your ham knees. Hambone also? Play them on a table. Just oh, yeah, hambone. Hey, this is a family show, Ezra. All right? You can't, you can't constantly get mad when I talk about gross sex stuff. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you like, start oh, talking about gross band. sex stuff, and it's oh, fine. Oh, no. A couple more quick pieces of news. Next up. I just want to check in with you guys. I don't. We we don't always talk about other things we have watched this week, but I just wanted to see if you guys have had a chance to watch the Weird Al movie yet. No, I want no, to. I haven't seen it because I, I feel like all three of you 
also have a Weird Al history. Like, this seems like a very Weird oh, Al yeah. show. I saw Weird yeah. Al once oh, yeah. in real life, like, in a parking lot. And like, oh, I, was gonna say, I saw him in real life too at a concert, but no, no, yeah, no. it's in, in a parking lot in Los Angeles. And I was like, that's that's cool, that's Weird Al. And then this dude like sprints across and was like, Weird Al, such a big fan. I was like, well, I don't think I'm quite at that level where I feel like I, I don't I haven't earned that. Yeah. So I'm just being like, alone. Yeah. a polite nod. Um, yeah, I definitely had a yeah, big I mean, Weird Al time in my childhood. And so I was very excited to watch his new um, fake biopic. And, uh, and it's terrific. You guys will all love it, it's very good. Good. Yeah, I've heard very good things about it. I'm glad that this is what happened, that they gave him the biopic he deserved. It's so perfect. Like, yeah, because so it's it's a fake biopic. It's like the yeah. details are not real, which is, my wife did not know going in. So 10 minutes in, there's like some pretty ridiculous things happening. And she's like, wait a second. Is this <laughs> but no, is this fake? But it makes sense. Yeah, he took uh, things yeah. that were real and changed the words to be funny. Yes. So he took right. the structure of a biopic and changed the words to be hilarious. It's a great choice. But Are yeah, there? it's it is like to me. I I still think one of like the worst things that have ever happened in terms of like biopics is like Man on the Moon, of mm-hmm. like making Andy cough. Like it, Man on the Moon's a fine movie. It's perfectly uh, right. fine. But if there's one person who did not deserve a generic oh absolutely biopic, that's a very good biopic. Point. It is Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, his whole thing was about his biopic should have been something like this. It should have been a well, grand, it should have been it should have been like this, but serious. Like everything was a lie, but it never acknowledges it. It should have been weirder, more uncomfortable. Yeah, no, no, no. You you don't. Here's what you do with Andy Kaufman. You just do a new Andy Kaufman show with Andy Kaufman as in it. You know, yeah. like just be like he's alive and he's in the show. I think you would appreciate show. that more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like just try to trick people into thinking Andy Kaufman's back with a new show. The, yeah, I, it's just such a shame that he got that very conventional biopic. Yeah, really that's kind so of true. everything yeah, he stood conf- for and represented. I, I just and, want to say I feel a little conflicted because I'm. I don't know if this is an age gap thing, but I probably wouldn't have known who Andy Kaufman was. At my age, if yeah. not for the fact that Jim That's Carrey fair. played him I mean, in a biopic, I yeah. just would have. I wouldn't have found out about him for like ten years. Yeah, I think that's fair. See, I, he is just such a part of wrestling lore that I had already <laughs> known about Andy Kaufman. <laughs> right, you never uh, know him through the wrestling ladies thing. Well, I mean, it's it's one of like the greatest wrestling gimmicks of all time, and like the the fact that like he is somebody who like really respected the business and the kayfabe, and like did more to keep kayfabe alive than a lot of wrestlers today do um i don't know this full story and i would be open to it sometime yeah it's it's fascinating but uh let's figure out an excuse to come back to that i maybe we should at some point actually watch the man in the moon but i I have a question about uh the weird owl one yes so my biggest problem with weird out the move this is not with this movie it's just like i kind of feel like walk hard has already sort of it's such a I'm high a, yeah. bench point yeah. for the mu- the biopic parody because Wacod, I, I genuinely think is one of the best like, satires. I've not actually watched made. that, it's so I can't compare it. But I've I didn't I realize really that was it. good. I really liked it. It was it was it, yeah. I mean, it's right after like a lot of this stuff, so it felt yeah. Very... It was walk the line and Ray coming out yeah. basically back to back. I will and say though, the, we did get we did get Dewey Cox for uh, Focella. Oh, nice! Yeah, he is on the shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big Damn. hit. Yeah. he's a legend. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's not this, up top dude, though. He's he's no, he's not one of the headliners. Album. No, because I've not like seen the, the movie. So uh, this like is a very arbitrary headliner ranking, which I've also like taken Dewey some guff for. 
be on the second row though. It's like slightly smaller font, but still pretty yeah. big, you know? Yeah, he's up there. He's not a headline, not top line, but he's up there. Okay. But the that's thing good. that's amazing about Walkhode is that there's been so many biopics since Walkhode, and that's what I don't understand because that movie satirizes that genre so well. It really gets everything about it. And it's amazing that stuff like Rocket Man or Bohemian Rhapsody mm. or you know, whatever are still doing those tropes yeah. completely straight faced. That that movie completely skewers. Yeah. It's I, really one of the best pieces of like satire ever made. Well, I still think even really with that, you'll still enjoy this. One of the differences is that he's a real person, so that and he's like in the movie, not as himself. And so it's a delight. There's, there's, it, it, the jokes are good enough that you will still like this a lot. Also, it's like oh, yeah. the most cameos I've ever seen in a movie, and I feel like it's because everyone likes him that it's like you oh, could yeah. ask any actor at any level. Oh, yeah. Like one of the first characters you see is Lin Manuel Miranda as like a just like a hospital doctor that's there for thirty seconds. Like, mm. I bet if you asked almost wait, anybody wait, pa- in music, pause for a quick second, Alex, name five other kinds of doctors that are not hospital doctors. Uh, well, off okay. So, doctors' office doctors. Um, uh, you've got uh, school nurse doctors, um, doctor television doctors, Oprah Oprah doctors. Doctor Oz. Doctor Oz. Doctor people who got doctorates. Yeah, people doctorates in other things. Doctor Ruth. Yeah, and then Doctor Dre. I mean, like it took me. I didn't do it fast, but I got there. But it's the. The Imagine cameos are so good because it's anyone. just like it, I think it's stick. It, I think it just reminds how many how many people love this guy that I can't oh, yeah. imagine. This is not clearly not a huge budget for a movie. I imagine that it was just like, look, you're gonna get like everybody would say yes if you asked them for yeah. this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, think of how many serious artists over the last forty years that if you in 1985 if you looked at the top ten biggest acts in the world, right, musical acts in the world, if you said most of them will be irrelevant and no one will know who they are in 20 years, but everyone's going to know this another one rides the bus guy. Yeah. Right. Like when you, when you actually like think about the longevity yeah. and how long of a career and how like interesting and creative Weird Al has been for almost 40 years. Billboard top really 100 one hits in three different decades is a crazy feat yeah. for anybody. And then to and make like, make something that's still good. Like it's, it is so wild um, and I was thinking about this after this movie, which is that I, cause I think he still think he's delightful. One of the things is he does parodies like earnest and silly instead of trying to be like political or trying to be, which I'm not being centrist, but I mean, like it would be annoying if it was like, Oh, these words are about something topical. Like his, mm. they're just about nothing. And so right. they're kind of silly and fun and they can stick around a little. And if there were two famous people, like super famous, uh, song parody people, it wouldn't work. It only works because he's the one. We decided right. you get to do this. Anyone else who does this is annoying. You get to be the one who can do this, and it's fun. If there were two yeah. like top one hundred pop songs, like parody, it would be so awful. I would take that though. Also, if there was because like, then you get the other movie where it's like the like the two like parody geniuses basically battling. Oh, that's true. That would be a fun rivalry. Uh, anyway, go, I will say so. Go enjoy the, the the Weird Al movie. The only thing is, it's on the Roku channel. Yes. and it has ads every six minutes and they're terrible so that's annoying so this will be a good opportunity to go watch a movie for free and then immediately uninstall the roku app what a delight wow. um yeah i, I gotta say if you don't have enough parody biopic for music i also like pop star uh never stop never stopping oh, yes. oh I, yeah yeah 
I yeah, that's a that. slightly different genre that it's par- which is skewering, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. Last thing in the news, um, I want to give you guys a brief Zelda update because I know you're chomping at the bit. A um, couple things that have transpired in my Breath of the Wild journey. Um, first of all, we got a, I got a, a message from longtime friend of the show, Admiral Compost, who suggested one one modification in your suggestions, and he thought was not emphasized enough was just like time buckets of like this is gaming time this is not Mm. gaming time and like Mm. looking forward to those and i've had some success with that i also have gotten to infinity apples and so i think there's a point (laughs) where it's like less exciting every time i find an apple and i haven't gotten to ganon yet to defeat him but i'm hoping his weakness is apples what do you cook the apples or do you eat them raw I sometimes cook them, but I have so many. There's no the benefits of eating of cooking them is not worth the time it takes to cook them anymore. I I'm I, <laughs> in, I assume I'm going to get to the yes yes okay so this is yeah so this is what I'm getting at is it's so funny to just watch me eat a bushel of apples <laughs> in the middle of every fight. I mean I'm just I am hoping that the ending of this game is that I get up to Calamity Ganon and he's like, "You've come so far." but there's no way you have enough apples to defeat me. And then I'm like, Oh, apple, apple, apple. And then he's not ready for it. Um, yeah. I, I did ask you as uh, last week, I asked you if it was okay for me, if I could do this game as a vegetarian and you said it was plausible. So I'm like, I've, uh, I've been a pescatarian, so I've not, okay. but I've been a pescatarian cause I'll, the fish, they just like swim up to you. And at some point you might as well take them. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can also just throw a, you can fish with dynamite in that game. You can just throw a bomb in the water and <laughs> blow it up and get a bunch of fish at once. Oh, that's oh, messed up. I would never, um, I like that. but, but so I'm, I've been doing it as a, but I also, I'm a freegan pescatarian. Like if I come across some monsters who have skewered a steak and cooked it already, I'll just take the steak. So I was Makes explaining sense. that to my wife and she was like, well, what's the steak made out of? And I was like, well, I assume normal things. She's like, they're monsters. They'll kill you and eat you. This is probably people steak. Oh, my God. And so now I'm worried that I've been a freaking cannibal this whole time. <laughs> and I am really I'm concerned with how that's changed my Damn. morality. You got to tell Miyamoto this. You know what I mean? You got to send him a letter and be like, I know it's people They should steak, clearly label freak. the seared steak is what I'm saying. I mean, Please tell me what it's from. If well, no, I mean, here's the thing. You can kill people in that game. And no steaks pop out. Don't of them. drop steaks. But you kill oh, animals. Oh, I haven't killed anybody and else. So I had. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, I like the scientific yeah. point. That's here. a good point. That's yeah, a very good point. Know, when we I'm kill the saying. people, do steaks come out? That's how we know. <laughs> I do like when you kill a monster and it like frogs and snails and stuff pop out of them. I think that's yeah. great fun. Yeah, like that's what you were made of. It was made out of like one shield, uh, an arrow, yeah, and, and, uh, and four, a snail, and four and snails in a trench coat. The rest of it was smoke. I, uh, and then, okay, lastly, one more Zelda thing I want to tell you really quick, which is my favorite yeah. thing that's happened in the game happened to me uh, this morning. So I got to the village of the dolphin head people. Oh, yeah, I'm there now. It's cool. It's cool, yeah. right? Um, it's a great place. Um, so you know how um, swimming, it's just like you can swim as long I- until your thing runs out and then you drown, I right? Know, yes, yeah. But also your your circle thing has to do with how much running you've been doing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So you can just like jog too much because you're impatient like i am and then if you don't realize the water is a little deeper than it looked you can drown in like six inches of water in front of the king of the dolphin head people (laughs) so this is what i picture because this is what's happened for him from his point of view they've waited a hundred years for a hero to return he's crossed through days it took me six days or whatever to get through the mountain trials to get to his kingdom and right. he's like, finally, the person who will tell me if my daughter is alive or not, who will fight to save our kingdom. And then in front of him, 
that guy goes for a jog and then drowns in a puddle. A hundred years he waited for me. And I just drowned in front of him in nothing, basically, in his normal floor. And I just, what a terrible day for that guy. Can't can't hold their water. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly what they've all assumed would happen with me. Just what a, what a dipshit, though. What, what a bummer for them. I had a fish stuck to your head. That would have helped. It really would have. Um, anyway, okay, that's the Zelda update. That's all the news. Now we got to get going. We got a game to play. So let's uh, see. I'll see you all in segment two. It's time for segment two. The game. As you know, we're playing for all of season five. We're playing a year long movie watching tabletop style game called Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse, where we try to direct the show as if it were a piece on a board and score points by making everybody watch movies that we have pre-established during the name a movie you want to watch segment. Mm-hmm. It's not really sneaky. You just say it and then you put it on a list. <laughs> um, this week we watched Anastasia, the 1997 American animated musical fantasy drama film directed by Don Bluth and Gary Goldman, starring Meg Ryan, John Cusack, Kelsey Grammer, Christopher Lloyd, Hank Azaria, Bernadette Peters, Kristen Dunst, Angela Lansbury, and crucially, Sherry Lynn. Ezra traveled here mm-hmm. via Sherry Lynn. Ezra, why are we watching Anastasia? Uh, because some people on the podcast did not like uh, Osmosis Jones. And so that's, just, <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're right, here. Two roads that lead to your target movie, and they're both through, um, let's say, controversial animated films. Yeah, uh, I, but no, I mean, this is this is this was this movie was not a thing uh, that I cared about a lot. I remember, you know, coming out, but but growing up, I was very much like a like both Disney and Nerf or nothing. I think uh, so. This this did not really do much for me at the time because like yeah, this is neither of those. Yeah, so the songs didn't really feel right to me, and like for all these like just I don't know maybe like they're they're a little more on slant rhymes or for all the Don Bluth stuff. Just it doesn't quite doesn't quite didn't quite recognize it. But like it's cool to sort of. I liked it now because one, we have a lot of um, princess and like accidental princess stuff that we've done. So like Princess Diaries, Mononoke, yeah. um, and uh, and so I'm, I'm uh, and hopefully it's Cinderella part of their soon princess well. series. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Oh, and- I thought you were saying we have a lot of movies with like accidental princesses, and here's a movie when it's the real type of princess, genetic lineage, <laughs> what's right, order, systems of control, <laughs> fuck the working class. Finally, this we have lady a- was born a princess. The only way a princess, a princess, the only way a princess can truly exist, which is by a brother and sister sleeping together and creating yeah. her. Um, yeah, yeah. He's and a big fan of, a, of the bloodline. Yeah, family with a wizard is a close personal family friend. That always goes sideways. <laughs> well, um, let me summarize. In fact, let me get in case you aren't familiar with Russian history like I am. Allow me to summarize this crucial piece of Russian history in my five point patented micro summary of Anastasia from 1997. OK, so the Romanovs were the good guys. We all agree on that. They were a super popular, excellent ruling family that made everything in Russia con- colorful and fun. And there was dancing. But they then, knew how to throw a hell of a party. Yeah, they did know how to throw a party. So then this bad wizard, he hates the Romanovs because they fired him. So he sells his soul to the devil in exchange for the power to murder the family. Yeah. 
and it mostly works. Only Grandma escapes, and then she has the chance to save teenage Anastasia, but she has no grip strength because of the inbreeding. So she just lets Anastasia slip right through her fingers. Um, and apparently, he didn't sell his soul hard enough because Anastasia escapes with just minor injuries to her memory palace. So uh, the, the, there's no more Romanovs. They're all gone. Grandma's in Paris, and Anastasia has disappeared. And uh, um, now, because of that, Russia turns gray and bad, and everybody hates it, and they preferred it to be ruled by the Romanovs. History. Um, so Anastasia is just sitting in an orphanage with amnesia when two con men ask her to pretend to be the person she actually is, which is like the greatest shoot the moon con man strategy I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just uh, to have a plan work so much better than you ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says yes, and then a very convenient time, she re-remembers that she's not faking, and she reunites in Paris with her grandma and becomes uh, the Princess Anastasia that she always was meant to be by the bloodline. Um, and then Bad Wizard briefly comes back to Earth and fights, uh, but loses to Anastasia and the con man, and they get married and make Russia great again. And that's the I movie. have to say, I do love the way um, John Cusack's character as the con man is a real kind of like ride or die at the end. He sees absolutely no magic. Yeah. For ninety percent of this movie, uh-huh. <laughs> it's yeah. just a straight up love story of a con gone wrong. And at the end, he sees his girlfriend fighting a supernatural wizard, yeah. and doesn't even ask a question about it. He's yeah. just like, "That's my girlfriend. <laughs> You're a wizard. How Get the fuck away from her? How dare you send a- ghost spirits to my girlfriend like that?" Yeah, he's completely kind of ineffective, and I do like that she's the one who finishes the job. Yeah. But I do love that he doesn't he doesn't have a moment of hesitation. He just jumps right in. Yeah. Find ladies, find yourself a man <laughs> that will just jump into a fight just with fight an the immortal double for wizard. You. Yeah. With no questions, you know. It is a beautiful story. It's I, I would say a, a beautiful beginning. Yeah. That's what I would say. Those two together. And, I mean, I have to say, of all the Disney or not like just I compared to Disney princesses, you know, like a lot of them and their movies. And it's like, well, you're going to be in a lot of meetings because you're like a princess now. (laughs) You're going to like Mm -hmm. have to do a lot of things. This is definitely the best case scenario of being like the exiled princess. Right. You're just kind of rich. You're just rich and you don't really have any responsibilities. You just throw parties. Yeah. Um, It is better than actually having to try to run a a, a country. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very little responsibilities. The, the next like 10, 15 years in Russia, we're not, not going to be a great time. Right, because anybody. there are no Ro- Romanovs no. in power. That's the only thing I know. That's yeah, why it was I, bad. Yeah, That's the issue. Really. It is interesting to have this whole story go on and not a single Bolshevik anywhere during the Bolshevik Revolution. It's a weird... Well, as we all know from this history, this was not about worker exploitation or ruling class looking down. It was that a wizard put a curse on the people <laughs> and made them. It was a petty wizard. Rise up. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it was you know these people didn't want like equality or they didn't want the wealth that was being hoarded. They were just driven mad by an angry wizard yeah. who uh, made them storm the castle and kill a whole royal family. Absolutely. But they had There's nothing to be angry about. As Angela Lansbury says, like it was a time of it was an enchanted world of elegant palaces and yeah. grand parties. Everyone and I assume she meant for everybody. everybody. Yeah. 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 Um, I I was kind of curious, like, OK, so here's the thing. Uh, Rasputin sells his soul to the devil. Yeah. For a lot of power. Mm-hmm. As far as I know. The devil is the only person buying souls. 
right? So I would yeah, argue they are overpaying oh, by the a market. Lot. Yeah, yeah, right? This yeah. is like, where else are you going to go? It's not like you're putting it up on Etsy. Well, but so, you don't have to well, sell no, it. If you're like, I have to sell this car, do I sell it to A or B? That's one thing. But this is like, you can sell it or keep it. So the leverage is, I'm going to hang oh, on to my right. soul and just still live and on Earth as a powerful the, petty wizard. You're wrong, Ezra, because he's clearly, the devil is cheaping out in like soul vessels. Because that was very that's easy true. to crack, right? Like, yeah, it's it so is, true. Well, it took it like, took he's three. He's definitely cutting corners. It took also Anastasia lived. It just it seems like it seems like the devil is maybe kind of a trickster. That's what I'm getting out of this. I don't. I well, think we're giving the devil way too much credit here for like this is. I look. I don't care if it was like cutting corners. This was overpaying. Still, this was a reach, and I don't even know what the end game is for all these souls. Well, okay, okay, okay. One of the too though. I actually want to agree with Ezra here. I think there is a huge economic problem that we've discovered with this film, which is that. What, I think you get to keep your soul while you're using it. I think the devil gets it after you aren't even going to be using your soul anyway. Yeah, that's true. It is so, weird that he took it on, like, he put it in uh, layaway or whatever. Oh, yeah, he's like, like, impatient. I want the soul now. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely, you should be able to negotiate the devil down because you're not going to be using that thing. You know I, will, I, mean? I, I will just say, the other thing that you're saying about it, you have to remember that money, power, all of these things, it's only what the value you put into them. There's no inherent value. And it could well, be that the devil... Is this still an NFT? <laughs> it is kind a sort of, of NFT. I think it might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, cause massive econ- like, you know, ecological damage to make one. It does, yeah, for uh, sure. No one really likes them. Uh, we're all kind of like... Basically, the same with the small variations to each of us. There, yeah, um, okay. my soul has a necklace. Um, there was a time where a lot of people were buying and selling souls. It seems mostly the devil and God, but it's been a while. I don't think anyone's buying souls anymore. So it also the market has crashed in NFT souls. Have, no, yeah. I mean, have you considered that maybe the devil was way behind and he was in the bind <laughs> and he was looking to make a deal. He, he's frequently in a that? bind. For a guy who seems yeah. like he's got the whole thing sorted, he's really not good at time yeah. management. He's looking to deal. The art of the deal. This is what I'm you saying, know, though. As you got to remember, though, you're like, you the, the, the devil overpaid. What was he doing with that power? Nothing. Just, he didn't need I mean, it. This is useless. To, to him, he, he thinks he way underpaid. He gave him something useless. I... I feel like I just, I don't, I think we give the devil way too much credit. Look, I think the devil was a great, maybe individual contributor, like as a snake, maybe in yeah. a garden. Yeah. But I think mm-hmm. just, just right. got promoted to a point of like uh, of power. There was like, oh, I actually, maybe I should have majored in economics, right? Like I, maybe I should not be the right. VP of, 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 of evil and of business here, right? So I think that's- Well, that's I think great. maybe what it comes down to is collective bargaining because he's- He's bargaining for each soul individually, oh and if God. we don't talk about scale. the amount we're paying, I'm so mad at the devil right now. <laughs> if we don't talk though about the about the amount we're getting paid for our souls, then we don't know to compare it. We don't know we could be asking for more. We need right. an empowered soul union who can do this negotiating on our behalf. Absolutely, yeah, I, really I kind of like feel like Ezra, you know maybe. souls of the world unite. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of feel like maybe you're not like. You know, listening to maybe enough Alex Jones or something like that. You like you don't quite yeah. get what the devil is actually up to. If you want to really know what the devil the is doing right now, he's a busy guy. He's got a lot of plates in the air. Yeah, he's making frogs um, gay. He's very busy. Yeah, he's, a, yeah, every, he's making frogs you know. gay. He's in streaming now. He's doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, all I know is yeah. he's in the details, right? And that's so he's wherever also in the details, details are. Yeah. That's where he is. That's where he lives. Yeah, okay. yeah. and. 
and idle hands. He's always playing around on those idle hands. Yeah, that's, his, that's his playground. He loves he loves the swings on your idle hands. Um, <laughs> this has been fun. I, this has been a good. This has been good fun. Um, I actually, well, since we're talking about villain, so we mentioned the villain song earlier, but the the visuals of this. So, okay, so the so the the bad wizard gives his soul up, and now he lives in purgatory, which is just a big rock covered in skulls. Unless he wants to leave, yeah, in which metal. case he leaves. And he could just leave. Yeah, that's true. But it is very metal. It's a very House of a Thousand Corpses kind of vibe. And then mm. when he starts singing his villain song, just a bunch of beetles come up out of nowhere. Like there's just yeah. the only other creature in Purgatory. It's him, one bat, and a bunch of beetles. There was that there was well, that the stretchy, bat wasn't there until recently. Gummy, gummy worm yeah, thing he, also. Yeah, there were yeah. There was another it was a bu- there's some bugs though. Like just some purgatory bugs? Is that what this is? Yeah. It is that um, that sort of thing I do like about Don Bluth and his animation style is that his movies are definitely a little bit scarier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. sort of like visually disturbing. Yeah. You kind of get with like most competitors. A like Disney villain between... would be like, my desire is power. And this villain's right. thing is, I want to kill your family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's yeah that's very metal. This is a this is a straight up metal well, villain. And just him like falling apart and him like the imagery yeah, that Don Bluth his... deals a lot in is yeah. very. It's a lot a lot more sort of like disgusting and disturbing and Absolutely. violent. Yeah, that's the stuff um, I really and, like that Don Bluth yeah. brings to the table. But I think the animation style is a little clean for me for that stuff to really resonate. I like when the like in Secret of Nim. The animation's really kind of kind of gross and grimy looking, yeah. you know, just generally. Um, I feel well, like the thing an, about the animation in this movie nice. is that this was like a very awkward middle phase with computers. So yeah. this is like one of Absolutely. the early animated films to use a lot of computer techniques, but not all of it. So it's combining yeah. a lot of computer animation with hand-drawn animation in a way that is often a little clunky, like they like they computer animated the music box. Wait, was there a stop motion sure. element of the music box though in the middle of it? Like the like yeah, like maybe the, it was the other yeah, stop motion it also like, they had, like yeah. multiple layers. It, it seemed that looked janky. It just weird. It looked janky as heck. It was like a different style, and the hand that was holding it would move, and the box would sort of shake in and around the hand, like it didn't have the right pivot, pivot point. It was very strange, and that was the that, there were parts like that. There were things that they were like, this is going to make animation amazing in five years. And right now it just makes like all of a sudden we do this weird camera 3D pivot that we've never done before in the movie. And so just some scenes just look like different teams. It's like there's just like drawings walking over paintings, but then 3D animated objects float through them. It's just a... A, it felt like a weird mishmash to me. Of I want to push back a little bit because there's a there's a little movie that I know about. And I don't know if y'all know about it. It also came out in 1997. It's called Princess Mononoke, and <laughs> it uses a little bit of that CG mm-hmm. spice in with the 2D animation, and it looks pretty good. I don't yeah. Know. So okay. I mean, so it's not the computer's fault. Maybe. I mean, obviously the. Yeah. Let's not blame the computers. Well, I mean, right. I, it, it, I mean, the real thing was that like they that. Bluth got hired by Fox to create Fox Animation Studios, and they made a bunch of business deals to open it in Phoenix, and then they bought and all the computers and were like, you have to do it this way. And like, there's just a lot of steps that perhaps maybe a better run studio might have made decisions better that would make it look better. But there are parts of it that are beautiful, Anthony. I agree with that, but there are also just some real janky looking sequences. 
See, I, I, I didn't really get that. I, I genuinely think. I mean, I think that there were things that like are definitely like they were breaking ground on new techniques. I mean, like this was after, like not too long after, like Beauty and the Beast, right? Which sort of had you know the big CG ballroom sequence, right? And they this definitely right. felt like they were trying mm-hmm. to get some of that for their own. But I mean, I do think that some of the CG, like I said, like the panning shots. It's it's like it's cool to see that stuff in animation, but then it, it definitely doesn't look as as good as it would if it was like being done today or something like that. But I think like the actual animation. My biggest problem with it, I don't think Don Booth is very good at like animating human faces in any of his movies. All of his characters kind of don't look very good. The more mm. stylized side characters, like I think Kelsey Grammer's sure. character. That, yeah, it's weird. Uh, we Bob have like Sputin looks a, great. A, a gargoyle next to like basically humans right which is a weird like right. a juxtaposition of, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i i do yeah i uh, i think that's true of so many animation things where like you can do weird easier than you can do normal right. like but making face- stylized yeah exactly right. like kelsey make- grandma's yeah. character looks like a cartoon character yes the leads are supposed to look like hollywood leading actors right and, yeah they look weird yeah like very handsome and stuff well, yeah, right, like, like south park looks fine but it doesn't mm-hmm. look like people. Like if you just decide this is what we can do well and you do it exactly that way, it looks like you're doing it all on purpose and it's a cool stylization. Yeah. It, the, 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 the attempted realism is sometimes weird. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean like for me, it's, it's just like, I can kind of forgive those elements. Cause like I said, like the editing is so hyperkinetic. There's so much individual work going into each one of these shots um, the imagination for the, all the musical sequences with like sort of images that she's seen and the way the music, I, I really love like sort of like that, like Russian sort of like musical motifs that go through this, the type of instrumentation, right? a lot of classical Russian music uses. I think this, the score uses it really, really well. And there's a few songs that aren't great. But, like, a few of them really have been stuck in my head. Like, the big one in the ballroom and all the ghosts come out of the painting. Mm. I think it's a really great musical number. I, I do think I would enjoy it more um, if I had he- heard your wife singing along. Yeah. I think that yeah. adds a funness to it. That probably does, you it know. humanizes yeah, it. And, yeah, and there's someone's really her, like, it. enthusiasm for yeah. this. And, like I said, just sort of watching this as, like, wow, this really is being put together like a live action movie not like an animated musical Uh, Uh, i want to talk about the bat a little more because i think the bat is one of the things that worked in this movie like for such a standard like villain sidekick character this white bat actually has a couple things that are pretty funny um like well, he's some, got hank azaria playing hank azaria's doing a useful. fine job it's one of hank azaria's less racist accents it's fun um he's he's <laughs> he's pretty good i mean it's a pretty good he villain, got a spin-off bartok got a spin-off movie he deserves it he absolutely like film. steals some of these scenes and it makes sense like the the reasoning was because we we're talking before that this villain is like actually gnarly and so they were like we need to give them a dumb sidekick so that it's not so scary right. And it right. works. It really does balance it out some. And yeah, he's fun and silly. Well, and and like a lot of things in this movie is you can be like, oh, yeah, Aladdin came out around the time that this was getting made. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah. yeah he, uh, there's the, very the, strong Jafar vibes from this guy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can definitely feel just a lot of sort of like, I don't know if it was like come from Don Bluth or from Fox executives, but like 
you know, especially the Disney renaissance happening around this time, you can see like, oh, well, you need this in this in this yeah. movie because it just made a bunch of money over there. We need this in here. We need that in there. Um, but yeah, I do think Hank Azaria does a great voice role. And this is a really good example of sort of like early cancel culture being good for all of us. <laughs> Woody Allen was originally yeah. cast mm-hmm. for this role. Oh, wow. Um, and then the, you know, the Soon Lee and Maya Farrow kind of stuff sort of came out and they decided you know, maybe maybe we don't need that heat. Maybe right not. Now. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. save him for ants in a few years. <laughs> yeah. Give him his right. big voice role then. Yeah, I, um, the only thing about the bat is that the bat led to one of the wildest choices in this movie, I think, which is that the bat gets the end of the movie. So yeah. prince and princess fall in love, oh. live happily ever after. And then they just cut to the bat just standing on a building. And then a girl bat shows up and they kiss and they've never met before. This is just a stranger, which is how you get rabies, honestly. But just right. like this stranger bat just came out of nowhere and he's like, well, I guess we're in love now. And they make out. And that's the way this movie ends. It is a weird not choice. In love. Maybe it doesn't see, have anything to do with love. You're right. No, you're totally <laughs> right. This is a lustful bat. <laughs> see, see, I, I, I disagree. Again, I, my reading of that, I think that was like... <laughs> I understand you disagree me- before. I'm looking forward to hearing why random bat make make out is what no. we needed at this moment. No, so that was no, a promise of the movie. I was fulfilling it. It was either. <laughs> the it was a horny Rasputin? bat. We all agreed he needed it. All right, go, Anthony. What is Rasputin other than like the Jordan Peterson and the Andrew Tates of early 19th century Russia? Right? Don't, he don't, was a total don't raise weird... up Jordan Peterson by comparing him to Rasputin. Okay? I'm, not, I'm saying let's not give him that power. He Rasputin was a weird con man uh, who was, you know, teaching his followers to hate, really hate yeah. you know, women, hate all this right. stuff. And it's just like you just have to, like, deprogram yourself, mm-hmm. meet an actual female, you know, get to know him. Stop being so hateful and you'll be good. And like that's what happens to him at the end. You just right. He like gets out of underneath the abusive clutch of this manosphere weirdo mm-hmm. who's I, I falling hear apart with saying, all these bad ideas. Jordan Peterson wishes he could be as nasty as Rasputin. <laughs> all right. And he ain't gonna get there. But I can see right? I can see it. I, all right, you're making a case. Um I don't know. Jordan I, Peterson spent a bunch of time in Russia having weird project experiments yeah, done to him. I'm saying he's trying. I mean, he's, 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 he's trying. All right. He's not he's gonna get there. there. He's trying to be Rasputin. Um, I want to tell you my two favorite things in this movie by far. There's two really good moments. Well, one is one Hank is really good. dancing. And so that's pretty the fine. The bat, that's pretty doing right. the dance moves. Yeah, it was, was pretty, pretty good. good. Um, I have a, I have a movie trope that I love, which is person at ticket booth finds out you don't have enough money and just closes mm. the window even though there's a long line behind you. <laughs> that makes yeah. me laugh every time. Instead Classic. of just being like, next, they <laughs> slam. It's like, this business is closing is how upset we are about you not having enough money. But the best moment in this film is the Freudian slip. Did you? Yes, that was good. Dr. Freud slips on a banana peel. Classic Freudian slip. Oh, yeah. It's a good joke. Mm. That's there, a good joke. Yeah. There's a couple other, like mm. I feel like, references that I did not get at the beginning. Like, like I think there was like a... Josephine Baker, um, uh, dancer also, um, during that f- sequence of, of Paris as well. Um, it, like there was like a, a woman like wearing bananas as a dress. That was, that was, that was a, um, that's a real person. Right. The, okay. Well, okay. It's, yeah. it's a cool, there's, there's banana cool stuff happening during fun, that time. Though. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, th- th- I liked that in a way that I don't think I would have gotten it when I saw it when I was 12, probably. 
Yeah, yeah, I didn't catch it this time either. Yeah. Um, okay, we gotta let's let's where do we put this? Because this is an interesting. Now we got a little bit of dissension. Where are we gonna rank this? It's time to rank Anastasia from 1997 on the list of the 37 best films of all time of season five. Um, so, w- what's your gut saying? Where does this go? Where are we gonna do? What What do you need read to you? Mm. What's right? It's 20, tough. Twenty. What's 25 through 30 that's just a that's just yeah. a hunch. Casper, life aquatic cable guy hard to be a god avengers endgame so that does i i like your gut um that is putting it five points below battleship potemkin um i don't think in terms well, of russian history i think they're equally important i i i know you guys don't like battleship potemkin that much no. but like battleship potemkin is a better movie than yeah, this. No, i like this movie, movie but rules, battleship potemkin yeah. like Genuinely deserves to be up higher on this list. I was like, just saying, in terms of okay. Russian history, Again. they're both very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'd put it right below "Hard to Be a God." Oh yeah, that's not bad. That's right. I it. definitely enjoyed it more than Avengers Endgame, and but uh, yeah, yeah. I think you're in the good good call. Is I think this is a good group. Okay, but so we're gonna get our official vote from Hunter. You're saying behind "Hard to Be a God," so twenty eight mm-hmm. and a half is your vote. Yeah. Ez, what do you think? I think I'd have to put right under Endgame, I think, in terms of like, this is like, I feel like this is like a 90s, like, fairly forgettable and can be blipped over, um, like, animation thing. But I think it's like a bit, has more interesting moments, I guess, than PJ, which is like a forgettable 60s movie, basically. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, PJ, I've completely forgotten except for, you know, <laughs> that one thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I also, you know, well, I'm glad we got to watch this because I did not. Um, <laughs> for the YouTube viewers, Hunter, I was like putting YouTube. on, I mean, putting on rings. <laughs> 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 rings. For the I didn't even look over. I was looking at my list. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. The one thing, yeah, uh, YouTube.com/slash Alex Falcon. Um, I just want to, I just want to explain because it's not like it's not like I said a bunch of things about this movie to make it sound like it sucks or anything. I don't think this movie sucks. No, but no. I think a lot of the animated movies like this that came out in like the second half of the '90s in America, anyways are like just like it's like the first half of the 90s was like too successful and all of the ones that come out like after 94 or 95 they just feel like just like pale imitations of those movies and this that's how this one feels we've talked a little bit about this before but especially 1997 is the actual year of movies because that was like the mid 90s is when there was an explosion of multiplexes and all of a sudden there were a lot of screens they needed to fill screen time with and so the studios were tasked with make all the movies and right. so everything at Greenlit and a lot of media, a lot of amazing weird art came out of that, but also a lot of mediocre stuff got shuttled yeah. out the door. I, right. I think I know what I would have wanted to see from this movie instead of what it did is I think you can't know in the beginning that Anastasia is Anastasia, right? Like I think that right. like, because I think oh, we, that's we, a good we, idea. we're so I far like ahead of, 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 the, of everyone in the movie and we're just waiting for them to catch up. And like, I think that that doubt is more interesting, I guess, if you had that. But it's like, oh, it's if, clear. If we thought her. she was just an orphan and she was in on the con from the yes. get, she was excited about this con. She's like, hey, I have red hair and blue eyes. Yeah, I yeah, am yeah, Anastasia. Yeah. Let's do it. And then she did. Yeah, this is a very strong note. As I like really this a lot. It's like, I, that, yeah, I like that. Right. Because um, otherwise, it's, it's kind of de- you're just waiting for them to catch up to you. And I feel like that's why it's dead. But otherwise, it's like, then that's a cool that's a cool thing where it's like if you start to believe your own con uh and like want it to be true yeah that, that, I'd, I'd want that anyway i like that a lot um i'm gonna say just because of the way our list is um i i feel like you're in the right zone i did not enjoy hard to be a god and i did enjoy cable guy 
Um, but Casper, I found delightful, and that's uh, so it's got to be well below that. So I'm going to say um, above hard to be God, below cable guys. So I'm going to give it 27 and a half mm. points. Anthony, that leaves you pretty solidly average to where we, we know where we're going, unless you put this as one or two, but number 13 yeah, above Apollo about 13. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I. I generally you know what I'm actually going to do something kind of like that just to kind of move balances out on the list. Yes. No, you can't just game it. I want to know where you actually no, no, think no, it belongs. No, no, I hit him over fun time. I yeah, I, well, enjoyed did like movie. It, yeah. I think okay. it deserves higher up on the list. Okay. Yeah, I think it is genuinely better than Apollo 13. No, <laughs> no uh, I think it's slightly, wo- <laughs> it's slightly worse than Apollo 13. So I'm going to put it one past Apollo 13. So you're going to say 14 okay. and a half between Apollo 13 yeah. and Bowfinger. Um, all right. Well, that gives us an average score of exactly 100 or a, a total score of exactly 100. So that makes it 25th on the list, which I, I guess bumps it right above Casper. Yeah, I think that's what the rules were it's tied with Casper. Yeah. All right. It's going to sneak above it. And the new 24th best movie of all time of season five, Anastasia from 1997, just ahead of Casper. All right. That brings us to a very interesting time in our lives. Oh, a quick update. Um, I just want to say I've decided I am going to stick with The Illusionist. We had this weird thing at the end of last week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, I, I've been thinking about it. I do want to see it. And the thing that got me is, Anthony, when you were like, oh, yeah, they're all the magic tricks are CG. I The thing that is driving me in this now is I do want to talk to you about the magic on in that movie mm. i think that's worth it that i want to have this be my goal for this i've never actually seen it so. yeah um the, the, another movie that does all cg magic is uh um the now you, see me now, now you see me uh which i saw with an actual magician and it was yeah. really annoying that movie so this <laughs> might annoy me a bit but um <laughs> my it might work i don't know I, I like ed norton a lot um and uh yeah i mean the odds are john Kaufman's not listening or brian Kaufman is not listening to this see hopefully not yeah. now that i called him john okay but here's what's interesting now it is time to redraw for the turn order here. for round 10 of the show there is so much at stake here if ezra or anthony draws there is is drawn first they get to pick their movie next for a five clean points and, and, and the other oh, no, person, like, and and here's the like. Now we could also cross bid to try to get the other other two if it's exactly. not one of us. Exactly, which is very interesting. We're basically like uh, the opposite of Satan in that uh, Hunter and I have a lot of negotiating power. Yes. <laughs> um, if we get drawn, the other thing I will say is I was just looking at the calendar, and this is probably our final round. Oh my gosh! Wait, wait do we get we more are, power cards for this? Nope. No, we got plenty of power cards. No, <laughs> you guys done. haven't. You, I'm the only one who's used any power cards. You have a full well, hand of power cards. Fuck! You don't think I want to use power I, cards? I think, well, you think that's what I, it is? I think we should. Like, if it's the end of the cycle, I think you should be able to pull. That's right? It. Has it been? Oh, that drives me nuts, Alex. I had a good power card, and then you played a card that took it away from me, and then you got it, and then you played it right away. Yeah, this is how All luck right? works in games. You but you can't complain that I haven't been playing the power cards. If I every time I want to, someone plays like spaghetti time or like you play, let's take all the cards away. Like too many of the cards just cancel other cards. So right. I have not gotten to have that moment. All in right. This whole game. Oh, what? 
Wait, wait. Are you really complaining that this is a bad game? Complaining that this is a bad, bad game. game. We made this game are we finally doing this sucks. in November? I do. Here I do we think we. No I had an idea for a rule at the when we were chatting after the show last week that I do wish we had implemented earlier on, which is instead of one move, you can move through as many actors and movies as you want, but you personally have to watch all those in between movies. Yeah, so you funny. it would be an interesting way to set it up where you could go like look we're going to get to everybody's movie every week if you want oh but it's God. just how but you have to put aside 12 hours of movie watching to get there is it worth it to you and i like i yeah. think that'd be kind of a fun interesting cost benefit um i think just to compromise as i think you're right let's make it a little wilder everybody gets one more power card the only problem is yeah the document is not set up to have that many cards so we're gonna have <laughs> to do this off the air everybody will get one additional power card after okay. today not okay. in time for today's pick. Okay. Okay. Fair. Fair. Um. Okay. So here comes the draw for the all important round ten run order. So as you guys may Final recall, run order. I have my uh, Los Angeles Trolley Dodgers uh, souvenir ice cream hat uh, here, mm-hmm. and I am. You can hear it shuffling with the piece of paper in it. We're going all analog right. once again. All right. The do you want to pick in reverse order? Would that be more exciting? Wait. No. To pick no, fourth no, no, through no, no, no. first. Okay. Nope. No, Here we go. Just go. Let's just go. Final, final person is final person. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, that's true. Okay. The person going first. Please let it this be me. I never get to go first. Is <gasps> Anthony? <laughs> How is that possible? Why is it like this? How is it possible? Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Somebody do the stats. Oh, wow. Somebody, well, we don't, it's any not... of my number perverts out there, please <laughs> oh, yeah. tell us the odds. I, the odds of getting 70% first picks. Okay. Um, going second for round 10 is Ezra. Oh, you were close, but no cigar. Um, I'm last. If I'm last, I think Alex has just been rigging it. But, okay, so before, when I was doing it with a random number <laughs> generator, you could say, like, there's something weird. You're watching me pull them out of the ice cream I know, helmet. No, I'm seeing it happen, but you're, you like magic. I so. do, and I'll tell you, the, the, there's a, there's two ways. The, the main way you would cheat at this is with uh, cold things. Have you seen this? Yeah, we had oh, literally yeah. discussed yeah. We did how discuss. you would okay, cheat yeah, okay, I haven't done it, did. but this is what we would do. Okay, so going third... Please be made just to break it up. Just to break it it's up. Me. <laughs> <laughs> it's How is that possible? Again. How is that possible? Um, that means Hunter, you are last. So you have been last the same number of times that Anthony has been first, which is um, most of them. Uh, or actually, no, you've been sixty percent last. Anthony's been seventy percent first, which is crazy. Yeah, um, all right, so we're gonna put Hunter there oh, at number four. Yeah. And then um, before you can do anything, I'm gonna play a power card that allows me to switch turn order with anybody I want, and I'm gonna go first. What? <laughs> what? Uh, uh, what? Uh, here, wait. Let me see my cards to see if I can play something mean that just ruins that. Go for <laughs> it. The spike cards now. Oh wait, I don't know. I don't have anything like. Wait, that. No, they can watch the porn thing. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Well, I guess. Can I play that on anyone? I yeah. thought it was for me. I think you play it on anyone. No. No, you play it on someone All else. Right. You don't make you do it. And I, it doesn't change the movie picked. So, like, the movie would still be the movie. Yeah. yeah but yeah, you could yeah, decide which of the this. four of us has to watch porn instead. Alex, yeah. in the interest of preserving the weird kind of like series of happenings that have happened that bring us to this, I uh-huh. just. 
I want you to not play that card because I will play the porn card on you if you if you play that. I think card. his card has it's been played, honestly. I think the card's been played. Also, I do. I mean, I think it's funny. I don't know if there. I'm hoping there is not a porn parody of Virgin Suicides. So wait, you can also do certain Cinderella. Is what you can uh, definitely there has got to be one pick, for that. You're just gonna pick Virgin Suicides, anyways. I don't want to play this porn card. I don't like it. Do so it. I'm, see what I'm happens. No, burn him. All right, fine, Alex. You have to watch the porn version of Virgin Suicide. Well, I haven't told you what I'm gonna do yet. I want to hear Anthony and Ezra's offers here because one interesting thing is that that means I traded with Anthony. Anthony's third now, so that means Ezra's second. So for Ezra, if I pick Anthony's movie, does that mean you could still get there? Mm, Not directly, no. Not directly. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna just throw this out there. do you want to watch a real movie with an actual, like, important thing with a good yeah. cast and an important like to watch a real female fi- filmmaker that uh-huh. you've constantly been talking about how you want to do more uh-huh. of? Or do I want to watch the made-for-TV Cinderella? That? Yeah, I mean, generally, how do you want to spend your time this week? Do you yeah. want to watch a real movie that's an important <laughs> landmark in, like, 90s independent and feminist cinema? Or do you want to watch a, a bad Cinderella made for tv remake okay to I'm be fair Anthony, i'm playing the i'm you playing won't the be porn card those movies. cinderella if you pick cinderella i'm playing the porn card um well that's good because i don't want to know what the other one is um like but uh, a couple other things just to put it out what could happen now hunter is there a move that you want me to make is it do you have a voting interest in this besides mm-hmm. versus suicide i mean no because i'm last so i i could have you pick a movie but we we still got a little ways to go before we get to blow out we're not close to blow out well we're, so far like your strategy some... so far your strategy what? of picking movies that are very hard to get to has not paid off i would say yeah well i just pick movies that i think it would be funny if we went there i mean like the only like there's a movie we could watch but i it looks bad and i don't want to i right. don't want to have us watch it so um Here's another thing uh, that I will say is I could just go watch Being John Malkovich next <laughs> or Adaptation or Stand By Me, which I've never actually seen. Like, I got some options here. Of just, Or I could go watch a, a Kevin Bacon movie. You know, we could just reset mm-hmm. to the next best Kevin Bacon movie, and that might be interesting. Mm. That might be to, good well, for how me. Would we re, how would we reset without getting... Oh, yeah, we didn't, didn't score a point. Yeah, right. We haven't scored. Oh, right. No one scored. Oh, right. This is just an or- turnover. I have to get oh, to right. one never of us. Never mind. And then... Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So the question is, do I want to watch something good with John Cusack in it? Or do I want to watch The Virgin Suicides? Oh, Anthony, yeah, what are you offering besides just a good movie? I'll, I'll give you three of my points. I Whoa. Watch my movie. Yeah. If you give me three of your points, just to clarify, That's a lot of the points I think that might be yeah. the end of the game for me. I think I might. All right, win. All right. All right. All right. All right. Fine. If that's how we're playing. I, uh, just, I want one of those points or I'm playing the porn card. <laughs> well, wait, you I'm can't get a point, point from, right now. You can't get, you'd have to get Anthony to give you the point, right? Because Alex couldn't give you the point. All right. Well, we'd I'm have to just, do the, No, but he's saying that if I take the deal without doing that, he will punish me. So we'd have to like get Anthony. Deal, if you take the deal and I don't end up with one of those points from Alex, I'm not talking, I'm not trying to take one of Anthony's points. I want one of these points. Uh, well, so how does the card work if there is no porn parody? Well, then watch I don't porn. know what happens. Watch, then you got to watch the Avengers Endgame porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. Just yeah. Have to porn you just have yeah. to. We look at the running time of Virgin Suicides, and then we just load you up with that much porn. <laughs> oh no, I don't want that. Um, I don't want to watch the Avengers Endgame parody either. Probably. Um, yeah. 
Cinderella yeah, porn is looking pretty good right now. <laughs> Give me one of those points. Um, three is too many, Anthony, is my issue. Is three just puts the I game on. I just want to lock this up. I just don't want to get in this anymore. I just want to lock it up. Right. Get it done. Watch my movie. <laughs> I'll still get some points. I'm happy. I'm just... I won't do it for three. I'll do it for two. I'll give you two points okay. if you do mine. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to watch yours. <laughs> Anthony got off. me on that one. The save off. Yeah. Anthony got me on his movies more exciting. You gave your points to to you give your pick to crazy people, Ezra. You put this in the hands of the devil. It's not my Those fault. Crazy pick people are paying us to do this, so I think I know what's up. <laughs> okay, so. wait. So they've already shown their taste to be questionable. <laughs> Um, right, I'm gonna so I'm gonna are, do it. Am Let's, I getting one of these points, or am I playing my porn parody card? I don't know what's gonna happen. I I'm gonna take two, and I will not give you any. And you do your worst. You do what you want right. to have happen. Um, I play my porn. I'll give you card. a point, Hunter. You'll wait, give me a point, then I'm not playing card. it. Yeah. Wait, wait. Okay. So are you? So Anthony, are you giving Alex three or two? Because he can't really say I'll, no to I'll points. I'll give Alex. He's two. giving me okay. two, and then he's take he's giving one of his points to Hunter to make it so that no one makes me watch two hours of porn on top of. Yep my watching uh this movie i mean it depends on what i guess what you assigned me um i could report back on a porn that's not related i yeah but anyway it's, I'm, it's up to me what porn you watch is that what you're saying i think that i don't know how the card i didn't make the card so it's however yeah. you interpret it you know yeah, rule of cool right. i'm pretty sure up. yeah i'm pretty sure version suicides definitely has at least two girls and one cup in it oh no <laughs> if you really oh, want no. to i think you could accurate. do a suicide squad yeah. one that's like no, no, yeah, no. that's close enough. I mean, come yeah. on. Uh, but no, We're I just, got my point. That's all I care about. I mean, okay. I got couldn't my it just be Suicide Girls? Isn't that? Wouldn't that be oh. the right move? It's not. I don't. Well, anyway, this is a, an interesting thing of using <laughs> using cards as um, I guess really cards just, as weapons, like yeah, the Ricky J book. It's the threat of cards. So so went from Anthony getting the thing he wanted, but also he doesn't care about points in the first place. So I think this is really fine. Right. I mean, I'm I'll not take playing it. the porn card. I'm getting a point. That's what. That's all I wanted. I won't repeat this play next week. I promise. <laughs> you should hold the game hostage for one point for porn. Uh, one point for porn. It's like one percent for peace. I like that. Okay. Well, so that's it. We're watching the Virgin Suicides next week. It's happened. Oh yeah. And then you got what you wanted, but you you got some points siphoned off. You get some rent taken out by my power card. Um, before we go, okay, this is one more thing to do. Before we go, we have a meat buddy to thank. And this is a fun one. Okay. So I mentioned last week, Ryan, it was a meat buddy back in 2015, I think, 2013. And uh, had been gone for a while and is back. Ryan says this. It's nice to be supporting again. I never stopped listening. Just stopped paying because babies are expensive, which Mm -hmm. is very reasonable. Mm -hmm. Um, For my thank you segment, I was hoping you could give some life advice to to fellow meat buddy and one of my closest friends, Justin. He sponsored the house slash Hausu episode uh, on, oh, the, on my yeah. behalf a few years ago. He yeah. also sponsored Kurt Cameron's Saving Christmas, which he felt genuinely guilty about after hearing how much pain he put Anthony through. He <laughs> sounded genuinely upset on that episode. I don't know if you remember that, Anthony. <laughs> it's ruined your life. Um, anyway, Justin's wow. ongoing life upheaval is nearing an end, and the world is his oyster. And he's mentioned three possible choices that he's been mulling over. I want the best for him. So please steer him in whichever direction that is. So here are the we're, we get to decide. I don't know if this is legally binding, but I'm going to oh assume God. it is. We get to decide what Justin does with his life, and we have three options. Okay. Ooh. Number one, move to San Francisco and try to start a sustainable and useful software company. Number okay. two, pursue a PhD in computer science, possibly also in the Bay Area, probably also in the Bay Area. 
Okay. okay. And I will say, I don't like to, I don't want to bag on anybody for spelling errors. Uh, Ryan did say peruse a PhD, and I think he meant pursue, but peruse a PhD is a very funny yeah, cool. way oh, to yeah, think yeah. of that. Just like browse oh, like through that. the, yeah, the doctorate. You, you never know. Anyway, probably accurate. Option three start a secular church slash cult for people who got out of abusive bad church slash cults, but miss having a community. May also be located in the Bay Area. It's possible he just wants to move oh. to San Francisco. Um, so, the so okay, it seems like. We'll, we'll reduce our fractions here. It seems like Justin's going to move to San Francisco. When he's there, should he start a software company? Um, and I don't know if the word sustainable meant that it was in the sustainability world or just that the company itself was sustainable, but mm. start a sustainable mm-hmm. and useful software company, get a PhD in computer science, or start a secular cult for people who liked be, who miss being in a, the community part of their former cults. What do you guys I mean, the think? money is certainly in the cult. There's a lot of money in starting a nice, good cult. And as well, somebody who spent some time and was raised in a very traumatizing religious uh, order, um, there's a lot of fucked up people like me who want someone to tell me everything's going to be okay. I have, um, but have have you ever been to one of the like the not a church people that are like we meet on Sundays and talk about philosophy and like have guest speakers and whatnot? Because a lot of them are kind of like it's not necessarily going to fill that community. Cult? Have I ever joined a cult? No, 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 no. There's like, they're like anti-cult groups. Kind of, I'm, what I'm worried is they seem kind of like this. I've gone to a, I've gone to a couple as like a guest speaker before. And it's like, yeah, we meet Sundays at 10 to fill that hole in your soul where you used to go to church. But we just talk about science and art and stuff. And they're just, they're, they're probably all good people, but they're a little dorky. And it just might not actually fill that community part that you need. I guess what I'm saying is I feel like starting a cult that's not a cult might be biting off more than you can chew. You know, that might just be too ambitious. That might be difficult. Wow. Maybe then, there is money in that, but also the upstart costs. It might not work. It's a weird thing oh, to yeah, say as a podcast host. I'll tell you that much. Because <laughs> I can't think of I can't think of anything closer to cult but not a cult than a podcast. Well, we don't make any yeah. money, so then I can say that that's true. Like that, right, that right. part's well, true. I didn't though. say we were successful. Right. I just said that's what aspiring it is. cult. I mean, having <laughs> seen a couple cult. of cult things before, I think the main th- if you're just going to start a cult, all you have to do is just at just dis- never decide that the head of that cult gets to have sex with whoever he wants, because that seems to be in every cult, and also the thing that causes big, every yeah. cult to fall apart. If right. you just don't decide that as the cult leader you get to bone for free, it would make everything so much easier. So that's my advice, Justin. I if mean, you do start a cult, that's that's one of our rules. One, to yeah. be fair, I just want to say, you know, not to defend that kind of behavior, but, <laughs> but it sounds like because, you're about to. No, just because a lot of them have failed for doing that, you're really forgetting literally all the other ones that have succeeded doing that yeah there's there is a lot of that no more cults that have succeeded and done very well under that business model well than there no, but this the might be like fail, you know you know this might be like we're talking like with uh with elon musk in the head as the head of a company where it's like look they might you know tesla might have made a lot of cars using his insane business methods, but also maybe it would have done better without him, you know, like right. those, those cults might've succeeded with that rule, but if they didn't have that rule, they might have done much better. Right. Or they might've done much worse. We can't That's true. Say, we don't know. It's hard to know? run. That. We we, okay. We so say. maybe, maybe Justin software company can run some yeah. AB tests, yeah, some cult I, simulators. I say, I say sometimes when you're trying to choose between like three very specific things, 
it's better to sometimes look at some fourth thing. Look at a fourth thing. Yeah. Look at a fifth thing to see. Okay, so you have these three options. Out of these three options, would you rather do those or be like a long haul truck driver in Alaska? <laughs> right? I'm just saying. You know, we're have in the you you're very stuck in the Bay Area. Have you thought about being a roughneck? On an oil platform, mm, a lot of yeah. money. I like in the it. expansion of ideas. Um, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I think for me, I anytime I have these kinds of decision type stuff, like all these are tactics basically, and they could all be the right thing depending on what the actual goal is. Like, I think you picture right. yourself, like, what do you actually want to feel from your life going forward? Like, what's the thing you actually yeah. are hoping for? And then you can you see, like, which of these matches that. Area mm-hmm. you could be in the Bay Area, or imagine, just imagine, what if you did like. Deep underwater <laughs> welding in Iceland. I, you, I right? like how these are all. You, you really are trying to push Justin into the uh, dangerous blue collar worlds. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> have you ever thought hey, of doing like tree topping? Or has no collar, Alex. Just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, have your... you ever like thought about living in like a small, deep underwater, like high pressure chamber for weeks at a time? Oh, that's interesting. I want that slowly coming up. You know. <laughs> Like, oh, or how, how about just like, uh, just like chef at the Antarctica research base, something like yeah. that, where you're like, Ooh, yeah, Ooh, yeah, that's spooky. that'd be um, fun. Get to wear roller skates, skate around the building, and mm-hmm. we'll be like, oh, that's his. He has this weird little affectation when he's always on roller skates. Since you mentioned tactics, Ezra, um, let me give you, let me give you my wife's tactic. All right, Justin, yeah. listen, man, you need to listen to me right now, Justin. I've heard your three options. You have to get a PhD in computer science. How do you feel? How do you feel? That's what I told yeah, you. Are you yeah, stoked about that? Was that good? Or do you feel go. mad? That's a good way to do it. You have to start a software business. How do you feel? <laughs> Did that work? Was that better or worse? <laughs> you going so close to the camera. This is like Virgin on ASMR, Alex, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like visual ASMR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- AVR? Yeah. What um, about being a tattoo artist in Minnesota? <laughs> oh, okay. How does that sound? How do you feel? How does that? How do you feel, Justin? How do you feel, Justin? In Minnesota. How do you feel if someone's giving you a haircut? Um. Have you thought about? Wait. Have we considered? What if Justin just won that billion dollar lottery and oh. we're just giving advice that he doesn't uh, need it? This is nobody want it. That lottery ticket you was know? since I got this email, so it's very possible. Yeah. Oh, what cool. if wow. we are currently talking to a Justin? Yeah, Justin. <laughs> this was all billable hours. The advice he's been giving you. <laughs> we're gonna send you in it. I'm just gonna shoot. Somebody won that billion dollars. Yeah. I'm going to assume it was you. It could have been Justin. My invoice is in the mail wow. for the time we have spent talking about you. I, uh, that I think will be with, because after taxes, it's a half a billion. I think you could start a software company with that. Yeah, absolutely. Is there, do you have this any thoughts like, on whether somebody should or should not go start a software company? I mean, so one, I'd say you don't have to go to San Francisco to do it because that's like, that's higher overhead. Generally, I would, I would say so like, high. Yeah. Uh, but, but my, my thinking generally, I think I read this book called like, Maybe like little bets or something like that. Um, but but I, I think think about like okay, you have three plausible ideas. Now we have a bunch more less plausible ideas, but a lot of <laughs> good ideas. And, and I, I feel I, like mm-hmm. the longer this segment goes on, the more unplausible ideas get, Anthony more. will come up with. Um, so I would I basically mm-hmm. would like consider what's your like what's the pilot project right of this? So it's like okay, is there a 
what is the small version of of any of these that would maybe give you some signal on if this is actually for you, right? Um, like, like like one class in the PhD program, right? Exactly, right? Or yeah. you're, you know, you're doing a master's because right, that's less, right? Okay, or, or but what's so? What's the I'm what's really the excited. smallest version of each of these? What's the smallest version of the cult he could do? Yeah, uh, you well, talk to one person. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Improv, you, you start an improv <laughs> theater. Absolutely, yeah. You know, the, improv the, group. What's the, a podcast? It is the a first <laughs> level of cult is an improv theater. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's a great idea. Yeah, I love yeah. it. See I if think this we solved this. Great, we crushed it. And now, B- I, Bill, Bill Blowers. <laughs> this is, yeah. and we'll round up to two. I think um, yeah. since you won the lottery. All right. Well, that's. I hope that solved your. I know that solved your problem, Justin and Ryan. Um, thank you for becoming a meat buddy again. And thank you everybody who supports the show. My, when my wife does this, it's very fun. Cause she does the way I was doing the camera is what she does. So we're like, should, what would she have for dinner? Should we go get burgers or pizza? And she'd be like, pizza. How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> and so I can't decide if it's good or not. Cause I'm too busy laughing. But anyway, um, that's a decision-making strategy. Um, if you want to become a meat buddy, go to metreon.com. And if you want to see my visual ASMR that I've piloted where I st- lean too close to my webcam, you can go to youtube.com slash Alex Falcone and see my dumb head. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We'll be back again next week. No, we won't. We're taking next week off. We'll be back in two weeks. I'm going to be in Mexico next week. I will not be able to record about versions of suicides. We have two weeks to prepare. And Hunter, you have two weeks to change your mind if you find a porn parody of Virgin Suicides. Um, okay. I don't know anything about this movie except the title and that Anthony likes it. Um, and from the title... I've never seen it. I don't want to back in the day. Am good. I going to like it? Uh, I don't know. You're not going to hate it. Okay. You're, okay. Definitely, you're definitely not going to hate it. All right. Well, I look forward to that. And uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I look forward to hearing you. You guys have thoughts on this or any of the rules or how this game is turning out or the, if it feels bad if the host wins the game. Um, you can email us podcast at read-weep.com. It's like the DM winning. Uh, at, <laughs> it turns at, out your hall died. I was it's great. not how it's supposed to go. Anyway, um, thank you so much for being here, Anthony. Well, I mean, I'd like to say... It's not the way it's supposed to go, but then you cheat and bully to exploit points out of people. You know, you are the bo- the royal ruling class of this podcast, <laughs> and we have had enough. The wizard is pitting a curse on your family, Alex. We're going to overthrow your house, burn it all down. And thanks for being here, Hunter. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and thanks for being here, Ezra. I sold my soul uh, for, for, for the, oh, the, 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 the t-shirt. <laughs> All right, and we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Psh.